Baruchim Haboyim B'Shem Hashem Berachnuchem Mevez Hashem Welcome to our weekly, I mean we mean weekly Wednesday night shir and as we've done over the last few months we dedicate the shir to Aaron Baruch Ben Yehuda Halevi, Allah Shalom and to Emilia Bas Sara Allah Shalom Oh, one second, this is wrong. Okay. Um, too much happening. But Baruch Hashem, things are happening. We'd like to call out a belated happy birthday to Atlanta, Georgia. As he found out, his birthday Vov year. Here we are 13 days later on Yudches. Um, also just learned, being doing some history, he found out that Al-Bag is uh, Yadzai, on Vav Ir. May his merit stand in his stead, in all our stead. And of course, um, he should poo-poo the uh, ideas and thoughts about um, turning 56. There's nothing wrong with it. We'll take, we'll, with the next 56 years, we'll laugh about this one. Uh, there is Das Safrim, I believe, the Chumash Das Safrim, has Peter Shalbag in it. It's written with Peter Shalbag. I believe also Mikrois Kedoyle should have Peter Shalbag. I actually intended... Whoops, just one second. I intended actually to um, take a Peter Shalbag on the Pasha. I just didn't get around to it, unfortunately, uh, with the few seconds that we prepare this year. A second, the Boisai. We just forgot one of the Swarm that I needed for the second year. As we continue the custom across the years, in the days of Svira Saimer. Oh, I thought for sure how much uh, the donation was going to be. That's what it's going to say on this uh, text, but okay. Uh, <laughs> listen, 56 times, uh, yeah, all right, anyway. Also, during this year, we will discuss something in Hilchas Msech the Seta. And of course, in Pirkei Aves this week, Pirkei Gravi of Pirkei Aves, which is what I stood up to get. I didn't have the Pirkei Aves here. A very rich Pasha. Pasha begins Emer Elakenim, the laws of the Kahanim, how they need to stay pure, and then we have an accounting of the Yom of the different holidays. But it says in the Pesach, Speak to the Kainim and tell them. And immediately Rashi asks why the double Russian speak to and tell them. And to which Rashi answers, To warn us, the Gedolim on the Gitanim. Now this can come across 
the bigger ones on the smaller ones, referring to mitzvahs, does it refer to people, does it refer to status? Let us discuss. Um... In the beginning of the parsha, we said Kahanima told They may not become impure; they may not become tame to a dead body. However, as we said, Emma and we said the double lesson is to teach us the need to warn the elders on the young ones, or the older ones should warn the young ones. It's not the only time in the Teda that the Tater comes to command the G'daylem and the K'tanim. If you're keeping score at home, there's a Gemara, Masech, there's Yevomis, Kuf Yudalit, Amir Aleph, 114, side 1. And the Gemara tells us that this commandment was said on three things. There were three things that the G'daylem had to warn the K'tanim about. A, the Isr Achilas Shkotzen, not eating vermin, bugs, etc. Two, Isr Achilas Ushtiyaz Dam, not to eat or drink any blood. And finally, thirdly, the Isr Tumas Kahanim, the prohibition of becoming Tomei to Kahanim. These are the three laws that we're asking, that we're requiring the Gedolim to come to the Ketanim and to tell them about them. The question becomes, of course, why these three laws, these three mitzvahs? Why did this, the Tehidah see, important to stress the importance in the world of education about eating shkotzim, about eating and drinking blood, and the pure prohibition of the kahanim becoming impure. So the real the idea, each one of these three has. A good reason why this needs to be pointed out more than anything else. And therefore the tailor needs to go the extra mile, the extra inch, and give us a strong warning about it. The stress, the straight, the doggish, the point, why we point out Dafke Shkotzim General populace is disgusted by eating bugs The general populace we say um, Baruch Hashem I merited to hear from people that the general populace could be Gans Meshugia Not everybody is so normal
Should I do it? We'll do it. The guy went to Mexico, and he's very into experimenting with all the foods of the nation of the uh, nation of the places that he goes to. I'm not going to go through the elaborate, disgusting things that he told me he ate. It's a little off the charts, as we say in America. Um, I'm not. But he obviously does not have a uh, fear, a phobia, or a distaste for things that the normal person if they would see, you know, <laughs> what's worse than finding a worm in your apple? Finding a half a worm in your apple. Yes. Exactly. And that would be the reaction of the normal person. Whereas this fellow took things that we would go, yeah, we ever, God forbid, found out we got stuck with them. And this person had no problem putting them in tacos and eating them. Khmanalatslam. But the normal person, yeah, he had a bracha, definitely. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> we talking about the beginning of the shir, what happening tonight's shir. The mainstay of tonight's shir is, of course, Lag Bahimer. The Hilula of the Rashbi. Let me finish this thought, though, about Emma Vemarta and go back to Lag Bahimer. I'm definitely losing it. My mind is elsewhere. Um, if anyone does find it out there, please return it. It would be greatly appreciated. Blood. Eating or drinking blood. Ew. But apparently, the Jews were no stranger to it. The fact that Kahanim were not allowed to become Tomei, Impure, any kind of impurity. Common sense. Why therefore are these things chosen to be the educational focus? So we learned three concepts here in education in Chinuch. A. When a person gets into a horrific situation or acts in a horrible, horrible fashion, he can think he can't pull out. He can't re-educate, recalculate. Comes the Teda and tells us, even a person that is eating vermin, that is eating bugs, which tells us that the person obviously is not playing with a full deck, needs to be educated and can be straightened out, can be, edu- can be put on the right path. That's the first lesson we get. Lesson number two. Some people say a person can only be educated as long as they're not addicted to something. It doesn't become their way of life. 
once a person has become set in this way, there's no changing. Tells us the Teda that you can be put on a path. Oh, welcome, Scranton. Good Yamtiv. Happy like Boimer. And you missed the dedication, so we'll do it again of Amelia Basara? Okay. The Tater puts us in a path and tells us a thing that B'nai Yisrael are so used to, and they apparently were very used to, eating blood. The Tater tells us you need to educate the person to get out of that, to leave that behind. So through the proper education, a person can change their nature of even eating blood. And thirdly, there are those that think that education is only something that we need to give to explain. If you talk about emuna, belief in God, can't educate that. Person says, I don't believe. I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer. We think perhaps he's saying, ah, he's a lost case, son. The Torah stresses, even when it comes to Tumas Kehanim, the impurity of the Kehanim, something that Seichel dictates that you need to understand you can't become tummy. They still and all need to be educated about it. Even belief is the same thing. Emuna is the same thing. And there's no reason for a person to lift up their hands in despair and say, I give up. Because the inner part of every Jew, they believe. They have faith and they have confidence. They have inner strength. It all can be brought to the surface. It all can be brought to fruition. It all can be put into play, as we say it, in their daily life. <coughs> and when the Tata commands us to do something, it's not just a lesson that is something that only when possible things the mere fact that the Tata commands it to us to involve ourselves in the mitzvah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not request somebody to do something that's beyond their capacity. So when someone, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu requests something from somebody, we all are capable of pulling through and coming through smelling roses. Let us go back to Lagbaima. We spoke in the beginning of Svira about the Tamidir Rabbi Akiva. The 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva, they all died in one ep- era, one epoch. The Gemara, if you keep your score at home, is Yevamis, Samach Bez, and Bez. 
Oh man, thank you so much for that picture. I really that that made my night. Adam just sent me a picture. Sorry. <sighs> Talking about eating shkats and Ramasan. They all died in one time. The 24,000 students of Rebbe Akiva. They didn't act with respect to one another. And this is a horrific time of mourning. On the days of Sfirah Seymer. Lag however, is a Yem Simcha. Because on that day, Pascu Lomos, they stopped dying. Rabbi Akiva himself had a motto. His motto, his banner was, How then is it possible that his students fell through on this? And they didn't behave with honor one with the other? <laughs> Honestly, is that a death penalty? Also, we need to understand, Meisu, Pepedek, Echa, they died in one, one shot. Doesn't make sense. 24,000 people sinned, same way, so much so that they all ended up, boom, in one, one ep- epidemic. Chazal tells us, according to the wording, it doesn't say they sinned by faint heart, by affecting one or the other, hurting one or the other. They didn't give proper honor for one or the other. As the students of Yaqiva definitely were very, very well versed in Avasis role. So the problem they had was to give proper honor and respect for one another. And this tafka was because each and every one of them was totally devoted heart and soul to the words of their teacher to Rabbi Akiva. To the Kamecha. And the Chazal, if you keep the score at home, many places, twice at least. In Brachis on 28 side 1, in Sanhedrin 38 side 1. Where the Gemaras told us that Einda Yisrael Shavis is a klal. And we spoke about this also, the end they say Shavas, what it means, that people's that people are created with different opinions. 
So if that's the case, this klal that fell on the students of the Akiva, each and every one of them understood differently the words of their teacher. When they heard their teacher, when they heard their fellow student, their chaver, how he understood it, he should have been able to grasp that. But because they had Avis Yisrael, such strong Avis Yisrael for one another, they didn't want the other one to make a mistake. They didn't want the other one... What's this doing here? Sorry. They told me to move the cup. They didn't want the other one to fall into a wrong explanation, Chas mm-hmm. And therefore, they went about their ways to try to convince and to give to understand their chaver, how to behave, how to act, how to do what the Rebbe is telling them. So the sin was not so severe, so that death decreed upon them. But there was something else here in that case. When the students reached 24,000 students. This is quite a large sum. If you walk into a yeshiva that has 24,000 students, you're going to get blown away. You're going to be in awe. Sadly to say, this awoke awoke an evil eye. An iron hutter was put on them. And we know that the number 24 is tied with Midas Hadin. It's about a Yerushalmi comes into Midas Hadin. Like the Din of Svidas Eimer. And therefore this caused them death. Had they been the Achtus Yisrael and an Avis Yisrael, this would have protected them from this punishment. But because they now go covered Zebazah, the Midas Adin was awoken against them, they were not protected, and therefore Mesu the Pedic Echad, they died in one shot. Lagbaima teaches us and shows us how we need to be complete in our Avis Yisrael. In our COVID, in our honor that we treat one another. Even if you understand, you interpret your Rebbe's words slightly differently, you need to be united, a united front. And this also comes in the words of Roshim and Bayechai. Lagbaima is tied with him as the Gemara, if you keep your score at home, is Shabbos, the famous Gemara, Lamed Gimel, on the bottom of Ahmed Beis, talks about when he left the cave, he looked to fix the world. He was in a cave for 13 years. He wanted to purify the path for the Kahanim, where they were not able to walk even, in order to make it cooler for them. And we've said every year we talk about how any Petrikal Elam Kulim and Adin.
Rabbi Shimon Bayechai had the epitome of Avas Yisrael, the Shlemus of Avas Yisrael, where he gave himself over with his full life. And we know that the Gemara in Brachis, Tavtes Amralaf, if you keep your score at home, says, Kedaihu Rabbi Shimon Lismech Allah Beis Hatchak. It is fitting to rely on Rabbi Shimon in the time of need, especially in our time of Golos, and to ask of Rabbi Shimon on this one, on this day, on this Mesla, as to ask of him everything that one needs. Those who are looking for Shaduchim should ask for Shaduchim. Those who are looking for children to ask for children, healthy children, healthy children. Those who need a house should buy. Should be able to ask for a house. I've had one of my children promise last year, like Beimer, to Rabbi Shimon, that if she gets engaged this year, or married this year, she will name her first son after Rabbi Shimon. And Baruch Hashem, she got married. And these are un, 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 there's no number to them of how many miracles, how many millions upon millions of miracles, unlike Be'emah of people that said, Rabbi Shimon, in your schus, I ask, and whatever brachas they asked for, were mekuyim. And if a person needs, panosa, panosa b'achova, achavas hanefesh, achavas hadas, peace of mind, peace of heart, Whatever the person needs, now this day is the day to ask for it. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai though had only one goal in life: Teirasai Umenasai. His Teira was his full life. Lag Beim, as we said, is the day of his Ilula, his passing. The day that he began to reveal the Pnimius Hatera. The Tedas Hasid, the secrets of Teda. He wrote the Sefer, the Holy Sefer of Zayar. And from this book, from this Sefer, we derive all the secrets of Teda. Their main thing is to reveal in the world the holiness the godliness that fills it. The main point of Rabbi Shimon Bayechai we find in the story in the Medrash. One of Rabbi Shimon Bayechai's students went out to the workforce, to the world and became extremely wealthy. Needless to say, when he returned, the other Talmudim started getting itchy. Mind you, they were happy for him, but they'd be happier for themselves if they also were in that situation. And they expressed this to Rabbi Shimon Bar tells us the Medish Medish Tanchuma 
Hetziyam Rabbam, their teacher took them out, Libika Liyad Miron, to a valley next to Miron. Vikro Ukra, and he called out. Rabbi Shimon Bayechai called out. Biko, Biko, Hismali Dinre Zohov. Valley, valley, fill with dinrim of gold. And immediately the entire valley was full with gold coins. Rabbi Shimon Bayechai told his Tomidim, No! You want to get rich, Kindlach? Go! Take as much as you want. But you should know that as much as you take, you're taking from your part of the world to come. Needless to say, the Bika had to return all his dinner resolve back to heaven where it came from. None of the Talmidim were prepared to forfeit their world to come for the riches of this world. We find the special strength in Kayach of Rabbi Shimon Bayachai in this story. And this is therefore, if you keep score at home, the Gemara Shabbos, Yeralef, and Meralef tells us, Teirosai Uminosai. Teira was his whole life, was his way of living. His existence was Teira. Every flow, every receive, rec- everything he could possibly receive, that one could receive, spiritually in this world, he brought down through Teda, as a Baruch Hu guarantees, Im Yekayim Am Yisrael Asa Teda, Yulei Shefa Gashmi Bracha V'Shalim if a Jew keeps Teda, mitzvahs, if the nation keeps Teda mitzvahs, they will have a constant flow of spirit, of physical sustenance, and all that they need. In the time of exile, unfortunately, Kinder, we don't see this. We don't see our connection indirectly with our simple Torah study, our simple mitzvahs that we do. Because that's what Golis does. The Golis blinds and hides the true value and the true beauty of Torah. And the, what we accomplish by doing it. But the truth to be told, Torah is the source of of everything that comes down into this world. And even in the time of exile, even in the time of Golas, when it will be revealed truly, the world will see what kind of Shefa there is, what kind of multitude. And this comes through the involvement of learning Teda. How are you going to explain to the IRS, I got all this money because I sat and learned Teda? I don't know. <laughs> but it's definitely tax free <laughs> the greatness of the Shemayachai therefore since his whole essence was Teda the Khurban and the Golos 
the destruction of the temple and the exile, did not hide all this from him. Did not hide the truth, he was able to see through it all. And when he came out of the cave and saw a person involved in mundane work, a farmer working in mundane work, he got so infuriated, how do you waste a moment of life by not sitting and studying Tata? So strong was his wrath that he set the world on fire. And the Kharjbaraka said, Back in the cave you go until you can learn how to cope with what's going on in the actual world. And therefore, he was able to see the truth of the world. And therefore he was able to tell us, Talmidim, Bika, Bika, Malay Dinah Because the strength of Rabbi Shimon Bayechai was in this that he was able to reveal, even in the time of exile, that the world actually is only hiding the godliness, but the godliness and the essence is there. The same way it's going to be in the time of the redemption of the Ula. And this mainly is done through the Gili of Primius Hatera the revelations of the Pneumius HaTeda that he revealed to us, that we need to sit and study, showing his Talmidim Teda, how it brings down the Shefa, how it brings down everything the world needs. And this Rabbi Shimon Bayechai is the globetrotter. He sets the pace. And he gives over this all the generations of the future until our days through learning of Teda, through learning of Pneumius Teda, the secrets of Teda, the way they are revealed through the Nasiyah Chsidis they are revealed in this world, in the true world till we see how the Gashmias actually benefits from what we are studying and especially in this generation, the generation of Mashiach's coming, where the Zayah says, this is the of the same day as the Rishim Bayechai. Through our involvement in Pneumia Satera and its spreading, we reveal the Hashpahs until the, ex- the essence of the way the world needs to exist. When the Rebbe throughout the generations of Rabbeim, every Rebbe had his Chayzer. The Chayzer was the one that repeated after the Rebbe spoke, a Sicha, a Maimon, not all the Chayzer were able to grasp everything the Rebbe said, but the Chayzer was. And the Chayzer would write them down. And people would then take from the Chayzer. The Chayzer by the Rebbe, Zayngel Stark a Yid known as Rabiel Hakayin Khan. Rabiel is a brilliant, brilliant mind and a very devout chassid. Rabiel used to go on missions, underground missions here in New York to Misnagdashi Yeshivas, Yeshivas that did not learn Chassidus and were adamantly against the study of Chassidus. And they would arrange, either in the yeshiva itself, or next door, or wherever it might be, for a shir, 
would give in Chassidus. Tanya. And as much as the administration was adamantly against it, was adamantly against it, there were 20, 30 Bachrim, or even more sometimes in some yeshivas. One day, Rebiel walks in 770, and he sees a man with a ponytail, and he says, Rebiel, Shalom Aleichem. You remember me? Rebiel says, I'm afraid not. Mm-hmm. says, I learned in this and this yeshiva, my name is Yecheskel. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Yes, boy, do I remember you. Yecheskel was brilliant. And he was a nudnik. And he had questions always. And his questions, sometimes you have a question you want an answer. Sometimes you have a question because you want the other person to wonder too. That was Yecheskel. He was looking to stump the rabbi always. And the yeshiva, he did as such. He stumped many rabbis. And he used to antagonize the situation. And he came into the Tanya Shir, he used to stand on the side. And at the end he used to throw questions at Abiel. And much to his dismay, he would always get answered. Ba'ayim, and Yecheskel started getting involved in this year. And Yecheskel asked, if he could go into Yechidus by the Rebbe, private audience by the Rebbe. Abiel saw this as an opportunity. He said, Of course. Abiel arranged for him to go in. He said, I've got questions for the Rebbe. Let's see how big the Rebbe really is. Well, the day came, the appointment came, the hour came, the hour went, obviously. It was 2 o'clock in the morning, Yecheskel went into the Rebbe. And Yale stood outside with a bated breath. 15, half hour, 45 minutes. An hour later, Yecheskel came out, marched right past Rebbe Yale, didn't give him as much as a, a nod of the head, went back to Yeshiva, straight to sleep, late enough and went back to his regular studies obviously Rebiel was very curious to know a year, an hour in by the Rebbe something really heavy must have gone down there but obviously Yecheskel was not interested in sharing anyway Yecheskel says to him now with the ponytail Maybe we can learn something. Rebbe says, sure. And Rebbe Cheskel used to come to Rebbe once a week, whatever it was. And they would learn. this. Finally, Cheskel says, 
I imagine you're plotting. And you're curious to know what happened. Boshmu. Hear my story. I went into Yechidus that night. And I asked them my questions. And with alarming ease, they ever answered each and every one. I didn't stand the chance. But the answers were crystal clear. What do I do? Then the Rebbe started talking to me. And the Rebbe told me, if you don't learn Teda with full belief of God, you could get insulted one day and you could walk away and God forbid you'll commit a small sin and the small sin will evolve, revolve, revolve until who knows what. Actually, they never told him what. That, he says, turned me off. That's why I stormed out and I went back to Yeshua. One day, I asked a question in the Bismedish that I figured stumped the whole school. And someone perks up from the back and says, Huh, smart Alec, you're totally forgetting a thesis, an open thesis that totally refutes what your question even thinks of. You're not as smart as you think you are, are you? This hurt. This hit home. And as the Rebbe predicted, I went into a depression. I stayed in bed. I didn't get up in the morning. I couldn't face anybody. And I started going out at nights. And I started going, and the Rebbe exactly described my Averis, the order of how my Averis would go. Ultimately, I married a non-religious girl like myself, as I had left everything behind. And nothing. The other day, my son came home from school and said, Daddy, I'm very upset. He's eight years old. So what are you upset about? Somebody called me a dirty Jew. What does it mean, Daddy? What's a Jew? What's dirty about it? At this point I realized I'm in trouble. I've gone way way past the barriers. And what do I tell him? How do I explain to him what a Jew is and what they want from him? So I walked out on the street. I went to work the next day. I walked by a newsstand. <laughs> Those days there were newsstands that sold newspapers. And on top of the pile was a Jewish press. So maybe there's an answer in the Jewish press about the Jew. So I took a Jewish press. I bought one. 
And I was flicking through the pages and I saw that the Rebbe was having a Fabrengen in two days. So I came to the Fabrengen. I squeezed my way in. And as I'm sitting there, the Rebbe is talking many different things. And the Rebbe says, I hear the Rebbe saying clearly, if you learn Teda without fear of God, you get insulted, and you and the Rebbe again enumerates what happens to the person. On a second occasion, I came to a Fabrengen, and again in the middle of Fabrengen, I heard the Rebbe say these words. Finally, I came on a Matzah Yomtev to a Fabrengen. And I see everybody at the end of Fabrengen getting up on the benches. I also got up on the benches. Then I see the people, the lines are starting to move towards the Rebbe. And I waited in line, patiently. And I get towards the line, towards the end of the line, I see the Rebbe's holding his becher, and he's pouring from his cup, his Kiddush cup, into everybody's cup, wine. And lo and behold, all of a sudden, someone hands me a cup, an empty cup. There were people standing there, keeping things in order. They hand me a cup, and I come in front of the Rebbe, Ten years. Ten years, Yidin. The Rebbe looked at me with my ponytail. I said, Yechasko! It's time you start learning Chassidus. <laughs> I could not debate that. And here is why I'm back here with you, sitting and studying Chassidus how the Rebbe recognized, chose me, and spoke to me, directly, by name, addressed me in the middle of this whole crowd. This is the Rebbe Shimon by Yechai of a generation. The Talmud Rebbe told a story recently, or maybe a while back, I'm not sure. But recently again it surfaces apparently to the world of WhatsApp. There was a couple, um, I forget the name of the city in Israel, Sefer or something, not a, not a Chassidish couple, shall we say. He himself was a student in Ponovich, very prominent in the Yeshiva, if you can, it's an oxymoron, I guess. Oh man, that was nasty, hey? Alright, what should I do? It's it's like Bema, you let to say everything. And they were married for ten years. They had no children. And they know the halacha is halacha. And no matter what, how much they loved each other, ten years with no children, a couple needs to divorce. And they started trying to find loopholes or ways around this. One night, the wife wakes up screaming. The husband says, what happened, what happened? She says, did you ever insult the Lubavitcher Rebbe? 
he knew quite well what she was talking about. And he said, what's the difference? So the Lubavitcher came to me in my dream and told me, I don't understand what you think of getting divorced. There's no reason you shouldn't have children. Just tell your husband. <coughs> remind him how he insulted Chassidim and myself. He says, please, just go back to sleep. And again, they went back to sleep, but this time he woke up screaming. He had the same dream now. And he knew exactly what they were talking about. And he went to the Rosh Hashiva. And the Rosh Hashiva told him, Buddy, you better go to the oil in New York. Take ten Jews with you. Don't take Lubavitchers. Because if you take Lubavitchers and they hear what you're going to say about your confession, what you said or did it to the Rebbe, they're going to leave you there. Find, he says, gather, my brother has a kail. Go to the kail there. Take ten Yidin, go to the ale and ask Mechila. Ask forgiveness. Well, there was no ifs, ands, and buts. This man was right. He got together a minion. They went to the hill, and he asked Mechila, he asked forgiveness from the Rebbe. And a year later, they were blessed with the baby boys, the twins. Every year, on this boy's birthday, he, his wife, and the boys get on a plane to New York and they go to the hill to thank the Rebbe. And he tells his children, Shimuna, listen, my dear children, Shmabini, Musaravicha Shema. Hear well what your father has to tell you. The Rebbe is who saw to it that you were able to come into this world. The Tolan Rebbe tells the story and says, Give not a kick, Eden. Look at this. The Rebbe comes down from the places wherever he was, in, wherever the Rebbe is in Gan Eden. For what? To make sure that this couple who have nothing to do with him whatsoever, are blessed with children and do not get divorced. This is Reb Shimon Bayechai of the generation. V'nikdashti b'seich b'nei Yisrael I am sanctified amongst the Jews. Tells us this week's parsha. Chapter 22, verse 32. Chav Bez, Lamed directive here is to tell us that a person needs to be Meser Nefesh. Certain situations bring to it that a Jew, Chok needs to allow himself to be killed, 
to show his devotion to God. And we learned in the Mitzvah, it's translated, What HaKadosh Baruch tells the Jews to do, he does. Unlike there are certain people that they tell others to do, but they themselves don't do it. As we know the uh, phrase for that, hypocrisy. HaKadosh Baruch is not like that. What he tells the Jews to do, he himself does. I should die for God. Where does God's action come into that? Now, as we said, we also have to put in this throughout the weeks of Svita, we learn also about Mesech Seita. So we'll kill two birds and one stone. <coughs> If a, mo- a woman is acting improperly, a married woman, and she is talking or more with another man, Tara tells us that the husband sees this and warns her, I don't want you to be seen with this man again, and then she goes and with this man again to a place privately. He brings her to the temple... He brings her to the base of Mikdash, and there she needs to drink something that is prepared by the Kahanim. If, God forbid, she did indeed commit the sins, the Kimara tells us she explodes physically. She starts to bloat. To, to expand and just blows up. If, however, she did not sin, God forbid, then she's rewarded. Different rewards. If she didn't have any children, she has children. If she had a hard time with labor, she has easy labors. If she had uh, darker skin children, she has lighter skin children. All the be- beautiful blessings that come with it. In essence, we want the woman to be proven innocent. In this potion that the woman drinks, they take a scroll which discusses the Pasha of Saita, with Hashem's name in it, and they erase it. They scrape off the letters, and these scraped off letters are mixed in the water. God allows, allows his name to be erased to make peace between a husband and a wife. So we see therefore that God himself also does as he asks from us and does mesidus nefesh, pure dedication and devotion to a mitzvah. So now we have the Pasha and Saita together. Let us just quickly go through Perik Ravi and Pirkei Abbas. Not going through the whole Perik. 
As a matter of fact, we're not going to turn the page more than the first page of Perik Rabi. In the first Mishnah, Ben Zayma Imer is a Chacham Halemid Mikaladam. Who is the wise man who learns from everyone? Shnema Mikamalam Deskalti, Kevesicha Sichali. Ezeu Giber is a strong man, Kevesicha one that conquers his evil inclination. Shnema Tev Erechapayim Giber, Meshabruchim Lechadir. Ezeu Osher Asimech Bechelki, who is the rich man, one who is satisfied with his lot. These four levels, each one represents a letter in God's name. The Yud, the K, the Vav, and the K. The Ashir, the, sorry, the Chacham... <coughs> The Chokom represents the Yud, the Giber, the Hey, the Usher, the Vav, and the Mechubad, the final Hey, which is Yud Kei Vav Kei. And therefore, Ben Zayma takes these four, compiles them together, puts them all in one, and in essence, looking through the names, they're looking through their titles a Chokom, a wise man, a rich man. A strong man, an honored man. And you'll see that if each, if the person involves himself and becomes all the four, he unites the four sources of Yudke and Vovke of Hashem's name. And may the schus of Haitana, Godel, Hakodesh, Rabbi Shimon, Bayechai, all our prayers be answered. No matter where you are in the world, pray on this day. Haitana, Rabbi Shimon, Please see to it to take my tefillahs to the Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and may we take to the ultimate tefillah to be able to see as the times of Reb Shimon Bayechai, the time of Lasad Lavi, the Geula, Amitas Vashtema, and we be in Yerushalayim this very Shabbos, Shabbat Shalom to all.